Hello, everyone. This is Points of Interest in the World of Employment on LocalJobNetwork.com radio. Today, we will be discussing email pet peeves. I'm Lynn Molitor from the Local Job Network. While many people and businesses rely on email for the majority of business communications, individuals may develop email habits over time that may have the unintended results of driving their recipients a little crazy. Peggy Duncan is a personal productivity expert, speaker, trainer, consultant, coach, and author. She not only teaches a class on conquering email overload with Outlook, but she has written a book on the topic as well. Peggy joins us from Atlanta, Georgia today. Welcome, Peggy. Thank you. Glad to be here. So let's start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. I combine my skills that I developed in corporate America. I grew up at IBM, and those skills involved being more productive, always thinking of better, slicker, faster ways to do things. And also, I'm a computer trainer. So all of that, I just took those skills developed in corporate America. And I currently make my living as an international conference speaker. And I also produce my own training events in Atlanta with a focus totally on helping people spend less time working but get more done. Oh, that's a good goal for all of us. So let's start with some general good email habits. What are they and why are they preferable? Email is such a huge part of everything that we do. And the better habits you have, the less email overload you're going to have because the bad habits and the poor etiquette accounts for so much of the email overload that people have to deal with every day. So Peggy, a lot of my coworkers knew I was going to talk with you today and so they wanted me to be sure to ask you, what is the proper format for a business email? And then what's not appropriate in a business email as well? Some of my uh, habits that I teach is you want to send email to people who have a need to know, not just everybody because it's more convenient and these are the names on your email, on your distribution list. You want to blind copy, which is BCC, when you need to protect the privacy of everyone's email address. And the person on the two line takes the action. Everybody that CC, that's just information only. So you need to understand who you're sending it to and which line you're putting their email address on. Because if, if if you send me an email and I'm just copied on it, I assume that that's FYI. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. You want to write good subject lines and make it very specific to the message, matching the message. Your email subject line should read just like the headline of a newspaper. I should know exactly what your email is about just by looking at the subject line. So don't send me an email and the subject line is meeting. Don't send me an email and the subject line just has the name of the meeting. Well, what about it? Has it been canceled? Is it now two hours instead of one hour? Do we have a new speaker? Don't just say meeting. 
don't send me a message that says hello in the subject line. I mean, this stuff drives me crazy. I want to be able to look at that subject line and prioritize which messages I need to open first. Another thing is that you need to start every email with a greeting. Don't just start a new email and start saying something without saying, dear Peggy or hello Peggy or hi Peggy or hey, if you're Southern like me or whatever, don't just start talking. Because if you do that, whatever you say in that email is going to come across as an order. Now, when you reply to it uh, the second time, you don't have to keep saying their name or whatever, but that initial email needs to have a greeting just like you would send a letter on your company letterhead that's really what email is about is because it's business and it needs to look business another thing is you want to get to your point quickly using bullets and text formatting such as bolding or due date put the most important information first because people don't read, don't send them all this long drawn out email. And then you put the fact that the meeting has been canceled at the end of the email and then don't even make it bold. So make, put the most important stuff first and make it bold, make it stand out, use bullets, make your email very, very easy to scan because a lot of people don't read. You know, that reminds me, I had, um, a former manager who was a mentor of mine and helped me write memos, she had mentored me on the use of white space in a message Mm -hmm. as well. Would you agree to that too? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that applies to whether you write a book, an email, a letter, it applies all the way around. Because if you open up an email or a book or a document and you just see all these words, you shut down. Yes, how true. So let's move on. You have accumulated a list of email pet peeves. So how many pet peeves are currently on your list? Uh, 27. And how uh, did you accumulate these? Well, I teach a class on managing email using Microsoft Outlook, and I started asking my students and my conference attendees what ticked them off about email. So that's what happened. I'm sure everyone, um, they probably really got into that exercise when you asked them about that. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. That's a good way to start. So we're not going to have time to talk through the entire list of 27. So let's, uh, how about you pick three that you're passionate about, and then (laughs) I'll pick out three, and then let's talk about them. So tell us, so give us three that really drive you crazy. The number one email pet peeve (laughs) I found out is reply to all. Ah. You do not want to reply to all if all do not have a need to know. Most people will just hit it because when you send an email to a lot of folks, you should send the email to yourself. So put your email address on the two line and then you can blind copy everybody else. And that way, when people hit reply to all, if they do, it will only go to the sender because there is no all to send that message to. And it contributes to email overload for everybody because you were too lazy to pick and choose who really needed to 
get this message, but that is a it's a huge problem and it's entrenched in the company email culture. And that's a lot of this that we're talking about really is changing your email culture and how you handle it and how you manage it. Another one, and I've already mentioned this, it, this is probably my number one pet peeve, is subject lines that don't match the message. Yes. Because now I can't prioritize what I open. Now I'm opening your email thinking I'm going to see one thing and it's something completely different. So what people will do is they will hold an email in their inbox using it for storage, which they shouldn't do. And because they needed to keep my email address, they just leave my email in their inbox instead of adding me to their contacts. Well, now they need to send me a brand new email having absolutely nothing to do with the previous email. They will open up that old email, hit reply, and start talking about something that has absolutely nothing to do with the subject line. And that ticks me <laughs> off. I cannot stand that. And another one is one word thank you emails. <laughs> I've already said everything I had to say. I will contact you when I'm in your area, blah, blah, blah. There is no reason for you to say something back to me. And so you send an email to 50 people and 20 of them turn around and say, okay, or thanks or whatever. And it's just so unnecessary. So when I'm sending an email to people, I will thank them in advance. I will also say no reply necessary. So you as a company could come up with your own codes. If NRN is in the subject line or the first thing that people see in the body, that means no reply necessary, that kind of thing. So those are just three of mine. Uh, the subject lines that don't match, that is my number one irritant. Well, that was a good list. You know, it's funny because... Um Obviously, our listeners don't know the first time that I reached out to Peggy was through email. You know, I'm like quickly going through my head as you're talking, going, did I do that? Did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> at least Peggy responded to my email. So it, I must have done at least something right. Right. And you know what? Um, I change email uh, subject lines. When you send me an email and the subject line makes absolutely no sense, I'll change it. And I had one client, she just took my class, so she misunderstood because what she'll do, I sent her an email that was perfectly perfect. I mean, it, <laughs> it, she knew exactly what my message was about because I'm real careful about my subject lines, but she thought she should change every subject line. Oh. So she, So she changed my subject line to her answer to me. Oh, so, so then, I sent her. Yeah. So she was sent. She was sending me an answer. So she thought that her answer should be in the subject line. Well, no, the subject is in the subject line. I know what this email is about. I'll read your answer when I open the, the message. But she completely changed the whole subject line. Didn't even leave my original subject there. And uh, so I emailed her back and I said, we're continuing because I don't want to beat up on her every time she sends me <laughs> something. I tell her something's wrong. But I, I said, continuing the Outlook class, I'm trying to understand why you thought it was necessary to change my subject line. 
when it was a good subject line, blah, blah, blah. So she misunderstood. She thought that she was just supposed to change all of them. But Uh, no, just the bad ones. Right, right. Yeah, it's interesting about the subject line because I actually received an email today and the subject line was like friendly in tone and it Mm -hmm. was non-business-like. So I thought it was from, you know, a personal acquaintance or something. And it ended up being um, a marketing message from, Uh you know, and I was totally caught off guard. And I thought of you because I was getting ready. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like getting a phone call from a salesperson. Hello, Peggy, how are you doing today? Did you have a good weekend? And I'm like, Right. Yes. And it's a sales call, which you have totally wasted my time. Mm hmm. Oh, we're on the same page here. Here are three things that I find um, as a pet peeve. And maybe you can comment on them because I'm not the expert. So um, to kind of go in line with subject lines that aren't indicative of the message, I Mm -hmm. actually, a pet peeve of mine is no subject line at all. So have you run into that before? Now, I rarely, rarely get an email with no subject line. And what I recommend to people, and because I do this, is I will not complete the two CC or BCC lines until after I've crafted my message and I'm ready to send it. Mm. So I, I write it. I do the good subject line. I write the message, make sure, you know, all the links work or whatever. And then I fill in who it's going to. And that's a great way to eliminate that happening. I know there is some type of uh, software that will ask you, are you sure you want to send this with no subject line or whatever? But a lot of bigger companies don't allow you to add software to your system. So you have to come up with ways not to do that on your own. And one of the best ways is to not fill in those two uh, BCC or CC lines until you're really ready for that message to go. Oh, that that's a good, uh, that's a good tip. So um, here's another one of my pet peeves, bad grammar and punctuation. <laughs> I cringe. I cringe with this. And I've already judged you based on that. And if you're sending me information, facts that I should believe, do I trust it? Do I trust your numbers if the words aren't right? So anything that you wouldn't do on your company letterhead, you should not do in email. Would you put smiley faces (laughs) or ivy growing down the side, decorating your emails? Would you do that on your company letterhead? If the answer is no, then don't do it in email. This is business. Yes. Yeah, I think, hey, listeners, remember Peggy is in Atlanta, and she, she gives a class all day on this. <laughs> we, can, we have a lot to learn. Yeah, people take uh, email too casually, and that's, that's a huge problem, especially the younger people. I don't want an email where you are, you know, you type GR and the number eight for great, I don't know what that is. I had to go look it up online. I don't know what all that is. And and it's just not professional. Your text language, that's for Twitter and for sending texts, but not in a business email. Business email is business. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one who doesn't ri- understand all that, that language either. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about, uh, can you comment on read receipts? So this would be an outlook. Hate it. 
I turned that feature off in Outlook. You can't even send those type of requests to me. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't even know that yeah. was an option. It always throws me when I, I get one of those mm-hmm. because then I, you know, I'm like, what is the person like kind of monitoring me? You know, because then I'm afraid. Exactly. I'm afraid I always have to respond to them right away. <laughs> no, you you can turn that. I'll either cancel it out or I, but I just turn the whole feature off. And then um, because it's like, why are you checking up on me to if, if the email didn't bounce back, then I got it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we are so on the same page here. And then, you know, it's some people, a lot of people, one of the other pet peeves on my list is people who will send you an email and two seconds later they call you to ask if, did you get my email? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, did it bounce back? No. Well, then I got it. (laughs) I'm just not checking email right now. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm focused on something else right now. Do you mind? Right. (laughs) Wow, that yeah, I never heard of that one. That's a good one. Oh yeah, they do it. I run down the hall. Did you get my email? <laughs> so, how do you think these poor email habits came to be? I mean, you know, a list of twenty-seven. That's a lot of. That's a lot of things. Right. Well, I think what happened is when email first arrived on the scene, people used it. It was more of a home, casual, compreserve kind of thing, and people took it very casually. It was fun, but now mm. it's business. And another big problem is a lack of formal training. A lot of companies don't have an email policy. They don't offer any type of training on it. And so the culture is that it's just too casual. Oh, yeah, I think I think you've got it there. I know I, you know, I talk to people, and they're like, well, you know, how do you even learn how to use email? You know, it's just kind of assumed nowadays that, you know, when a new person starts, they just know how to how to use it. Yeah, especially young people because they came out of a casual environment. And um, some people, grown people, business people, I get emails and it's all lowercase oh. because, you know, they're too lazy to hit caps and but if you would not send a letter on your company letterhead in all lowercase mm-hmm. or all caps as some people do then don't do it in a and don't do it in email right how true do you think um we as individuals in our workplaces can we elicit change in other people's email behavior what would you recommend we do training Uh, have meetings just to discuss email habits and etiquette, print out my email pet peeves, take them to a meeting, talk about them and get people to agree that this is not what we're, this is how we're going to do email. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And then call people out when they do stupid (laughs) stuff. (laughs) You know, why did you copy me on this email? Right. Yeah. So if uh, people want to learn more about the email pet peeves that we didn't cover today, where can they go to find out more? Actually, on my website, PeggyDuncan.com, there is a link to free articles. And when they click that link, they will see the article. You have written a book on conquering email overload. Can you tell us a little bit about your book as well? The book that I have right now is on... 2007. And I will 
updated on 2010, but most of my clients and conference attendees were still using 2007. And so I'll, so now I'm getting, now they're finally switching over to 10 and I'll go ahead and update the book. But most of the commands work the same is just once you find out where they move the command to. The book is, my writing style is no fluff. Um, you don't want to read uh, one student. She just came to my Outlook class in Atlanta and she brought her book and it was nine, her Outlook book and it was 900 pages. Oh, So, you know, who in the world, uh, it's, that's, that type of book is for people like me who want to know everything. So what I do is I, I read all those big, thick 50 pound books. And then I pull out the tips that I really think will help people save time. And then I explain it without all the fluff and a lot of pictures and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Yeah. We're going to have to check that out. I know when I was looking at your website, you had an interview online and you had talked about something about dragging something from email into your calendar. And yes. I'm like, I never heard of that before. So and, I'm and like, what is so, what's so amazing to me is that you've been able to do that for years, forever. But people still don't know you get an email in your inbox and you want to schedule it on your calendar and it's not a meeting request. Just drag it over to the calendar and drop it. Yeah. So I found that intriguing. So I'm going to yeah. buy the book. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time already, but I enjoyed talking with you today. I think this is a topic that many of us can relate to. Thank you. And I'm disappointed that our time has come to an end already. If our listeners have any ideas for future topics of points of interest, please do drop me a note at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Thank you to Peggy Duncan. You have enlightened us. Be sure to check out Peggy's website at PeggyDuncan.com. I'm Lynn Molitor on LocalJobNetwork.com radio. Thanks for listening.